When the U.S. military goes out and prepares themselves for combat or any other type of mission that they go to, they have to ensure that they have the proper equipment with them when they go, because you never know when you're going to get resupplied. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about what a rucksack is, the Army's term for a backpack. Also, a leftist packed my rucksack today. And last but not least is the Bonehead Award. You're listening to Gunnery Sergeant Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. This is the Patriot Cause. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Every mission that I went on, whether it was actual combat mission or training, involved ensuring that we had the right equipment. And part of that equipment was what we call a backpack. The Marines call it a backpack. The Army calls it a rucksack. And in that backpack was the necessary equipment to our survival. Because a lot of times we were put in situations where we didn't have vehicles or be able to get resupplied when we're doing this mission. Some of the things that I carried in my backpack when I was training and or going on a mission is these things. The Bible. It was a small camouflage compact Bible that I could stick in my pocket or my rucksack if I wanted to. But I always kept it in my pocket. That way, when we stopped to rest, I could go and read the Bible. The knowledge book. The knowledge book is the truth of our experiences, and we keep that with us. And write down the different things that happened to us so we can do what we call lessons learned. And part of those lessons learned is to ensure we don't do it all over again. The Declaration of Independence, my military oath, are things that I usually carried in my backpack. Also, we would have earplugs, especially during the training time, so that our ears were protected from artillery shells or shooting and so forth. But, of course, I highly recommend earplugs, especially when you get the the BS in your ears that are coming from lies from the leftists. So got to make sure you got those earplugs. Tissues. The reason we carry tissues is not necessarily so we can do our eyes, but if we got people that are crying in the field, then we got to give them some tissue. Help wanted signs. Yes, we need to carry help wanted signs when we're going on these missions so we can get the economy going again. Resume. After the service, we want to have a resume with us so that we can improve it as we're going along. And when our time in the service is up, we'll have an accurate resume to get us a job. Now, most of the time, we would carry sleeping bags in trucks or vehicles, and sometimes we would sleep in them. But most of the time, we didn't need a sleeping bag because we wasn't doing much sleeping anyway. MREs, meals ready to eat. We got to feed ourselves, and a lot of times, again, the supplies wouldn't be there, so we would carry MREs in our backpack. Every once in a while, we would have some money to pay for services in the different countries 
that we may need if we cannot provide it for ourselves. Also, letter writing equipment. The letter writing equipment allowed us to keep in contact with the service members' families back in the States or anywhere else in the world. And we would write letters, let them know where we're at, we're fine, we're still alive. And letters to mom, which is most important because she wants to know where we're at. Finally, our weapons and our ammo, which is most important to us so that we can protect ourselves and carry out the mission. When we were getting ready to go on a mission, we had leaders that checked our gear and checked us to ensure we were carrying the appropriate things when we got ready for that mission. And if we weren't, they would tell us because they had the experience that was necessary for us to be able to accomplish that mission. A good example is I pulled a clip from the movie Platoon where they're getting ready to go on patrol and a couple of the soldiers are talking about their girlfriend's pictures and so forth. And Sergeant Elias walks up to them and starts taking all the stuff off their body that they do not need to accomplish the mission, which, by the way, the leftists in the street don't have a clue because their leaders are sitting in their billion-dollar mansions and they're not going to come down there and tell them exactly what they need to accomplish it. They're just going to leave them to the wolves on their own. Hey, Chris, did I show you a picture of Lucy Jean? No, you didn't. She's the one for me, all right, that Lucy Jean. But she's waiting for me, too. Yeah, she's real pretty. You're a lucky guy, aren't you? Hey, you got a picture of your girl? No. I guess that leaves some unlucky girl back at home, don't it? <laughs> Tuck this in. Chick in this. Don't need this. So these are some of the things that we would carry in our backpack. However, I woke up this morning and I realized that a leftist had packed my rucksack. And in that rucksack are things that I could not believe and or I would carry with me at any circumstances. What we're going to do is we're going to reach inside that rucksack that was packed by that leftist and we're going to find out exactly what is in there. So the first item I pulled out, obviously, is tissue paper, but they're going to use it differently than what we would because they're going to cry the whole time they're trying to do this mission. Next is a stress card. It's a card that when they get under stress, they can hand it to their leaders and go, I'm under stress. I need to go to my safe space. Next is my get out of responsibility license. I'm not responsible for any of my actions, and I have a license to prove it. So when the cops decide they're going to arrest me, I'm going to flash that get-out-of-my-responsibility license. Next is my smartphone, so that I can do the research necessary and search on Google so I can find out the truth as I'm going along with this mission. Obviously, the issue with that is the first 10 responses on Google is the truth, and that's all I'm going to believe, and I'm not going to do any more searching. Now, unlike the Marine Corps, we want people to know who we are. We have no problem letting the enemy and the people know exactly who the United States Marine Corps is. However, if I'm a leftist, I have got to carry me seasonal face masks. These are face masks that I can use 
in different seasons of the year so that I can blend in and yet nobody can notice who I am. His awesome arsenal of weapons, his illegal fireworks and the bats so that they have an opportunity to beat up and shoot fireworks at the enemy. So they're going to carry an assortment of hate signs. Yes, we got to put all these hate signs out there because everybody hates us. And because they hate us, we have to tell them they're racist. So we got to use all these hate signs to get our point across. Last but not least, knee pads. Not a bad idea. Brains use them because we get in combat and we got to get down low and we got to protect our body from the elements on the earth so that we can accomplish our mission. However, why do you think they have them? So they can kneel and do all of their things against the Constitution and against the police and against the city. So they're going to kneel. And because they spend a lot of time doing that, I'm not talking about praying to the Lord Jesus Christ. They've got to have knee pads because their knees are tender. So let's talk about what they do not have. No food. They don't have any food because they're not too far away from the restaurants that they're destroying so they can get all the food they need. No resume. Why do I need a resume? What in God's name would I do with a job? No money. Beg for the service. Help me out. I need some money. No sleeping bag. The reason they don't have a sleeping bag is because they're not too far away from their little comfortable apartment or mama's basement. No riding gear whatsoever because they don't know how to use it. They have no freaking clue how to actually write and or mail a letter because everything is on the smartphone and all I got to do is connect to the social media and somebody's going to hear me. Well, I'm going to tell you, mom would love getting a letter from you every once in a while just to see if you're safe. So we're going to shift gears a little bit here and go right into the Bonehead Award. And it's really not on subject, but it's very important because I wanted to find a video that really displays the bonehead of Hillary Clinton and her husband, Bill Clinton, as it is associated with how they just kind of go wherever the wind blows them. And if you don't have a foundation, i.e. the Constitution of the United States, then this is what happens when some little group stands up, you decide, oh, I got to do that. I got to follow them and change my mind. This group, better known as BLM Incorporated, this is back in 2015 when Hillary Clinton was running for the presidency and, as we know, did not get elected. But, again, she's a bonehead, and listen up. <music> 
Black Lives Matter activists are openly challenging presidential hopefuls on their policies. Last week they confronted Bernie Sanders, and this week they got a private meeting with Hillary Clinton. Clinton has said the system of mass incarceration that has devastated black American communities is broken, and she's made it a big part of her campaign. It's time to change our approach. It's time to end the era of mass incarceration. But the thing is, Hillary was a pretty vocal supporter of mass incarceration when it was introduced by then-President Bill Clinton during the 90s. In 1994, he signed the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act. It gave us tougher sentences, more prisons, more cops in the streets, and the federal three strikes provision. That meant that if you were charged with a violent crime three times, you were off to prison for life, even if those crimes were relatively minor. Now, Hillary Clinton is not her husband, of course, but she advocated heavily on behalf of those policies. Uh, it's a very well thought out crime bill that is both smart and tough. And at a 1994 annual Women in Policing conference, Clinton said, we need more police. We need more and tougher prison sentences for repeat offenders. The three strikes and you're out for violent offenders has to be part of the plan. We need more prisons to keep violent offenders for as long as it takes to keep them off the streets. Those policies designed to help the Democrats look tough on crime have led to a massive rise in the U.S. prison population over the last two decades. Almost 7 million Americans are locked up on probation or on parole, and minorities are disproportionately targeted. They make up 60% of the prison population, with one in three black men likely to be in prison at some point in their lives. So that was then. Now, Hillary Clinton says that system needs to end, although she still supports adding more cops to the streets. Maybe not what the activists want to hear. As your senator from New York, I supported a greater emphasis on community policing, along with putting more officers on the street to get to know those communities. In the 1990s, there was a lot of pressure on politicians to appear tough on crime. Today, even Republicans like Ted Cruz and Rand Paul talk about the evils of mass incarceration. So, has Hillary Clinton really changed her mind, or is she just playing the game? So I've said it before and I'll say it again, politicians are two-faced liars. No matter where you're at, what you do, what you believe in, if you don't believe in the Constitution and you don't believe in the justice system and or fixing the justice system, instead, you just listen to the fly-by-night wind that blows with you, thinking, oh, this is where I got to go. Why? So they can get elected. Hillary Clinton, absolute bonehead award of the day. Once again, patriots, I'm asking you to take the booger finger out of your nose and press the five stars on the podcast so we can get it shared far and wide and people can listen to the gunny, get a laugh, and also get the truth. By the way, that clip on Hillary Clinton came from Al Jazeera. Yes, DuckDuckGo. That's where I found it. There's no way you're going to find this kind of information on Google. You got to go outside the sources. That way you can have a better understanding of what's going on in the freedom of speech suppression. Share the podcast. Finally, we need to get out there and vote. Simply vote. Everyone has got the vote. We got to get out there and vote. So I want to introduce you to a website. The name of the website is called Circle of Ten. And the link is www.circleof10.vote. Circleof10.vote. Go out there, sign up, get 10 of your friends, your family that have not voted before, and get them out there so they can vote. Stand up, show up and speak up 
This is the gunny out.